Kia ora, thanks for tuning in today. My name is Jamie. If you don't already know me, it's great, great to meet you. Uh, it's been a while since I preached online and a lot's happened in my life since then. And so before I do anything, I'd love to introduce you to my son. This is my son, Jack Rodwell. Uh, he's cute, isn't he? Come on, he's pretty cute. We think so anyway. Uh, Lydia gave birth back in November late November. So at the point I'm recording this, he is 13 weeks old. And parenthood is crazy. <laughs> uh, it is both my greatest joy and my greatest challenge. Somehow, uh, I've never been more stretched, and yet I've never been more content uh, and filled with purpose. Like my, my capacity to love both my wife, Lydia, and Jack is just something I've never experienced before. I didn't know I could love like this. And I've come to appreciate the, the father heart of God in a way that's just slightly different than before I became a father myself. And it's led me to tears and, and I love him. I love him more uh, every, every, every single day. Um, but that's not why I'm here uh, today. I'm not here to talk about my son, as much as I would love to. Sorry, Jackie. Um, today, we're continuing our series in wholehearted. Uh, we've, we've looked at wholehearted love, wholehearted obedience. Today, we come to wholehearted trust. And trust is this biblically rich word, right? Uh, it's littered throughout the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament. You might think of someone like Abraham, who was credited as righteous because he trusted God, because he believed him. You might think of uh, verses like Jeremiah 17, 7, which says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. You might be really familiar with today's passage, and we'll get to that really soon. No spoilers. It's a biblical word, but it's also a word that we use a lot in everyday language. And so I wonder what comes to mind for you when you hear the word trust. For me, genuinely, immediately, what came to mind for me was Leonardo DiCaprio, as he uh, stretches out his hand to Kate Winslet, uh, you know, just before the, the, the big scene at the front of the boat, arms outstretched, and he says to her, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Who couldn't trust Leo's beautiful eyes, am I right? We use the word trust a lot, but when we say wholehearted trust, and in a biblical sense, what do we mean? What are we talking about? And in our passage today, it's out of the book of Proverbs, and it's probably the best-known verse on trust. Some of you, it might be a favorite verse. Uh, you might even have it up on your wall or in a, in a, in a mirror, um, on your fridge. And it's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, and we're going to read it together now. And it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Let's pray together before we do anything else. Oh, Father, we, we want to trust you more. And I pray today that you would teach us how um, to trust you more. And I pray that you'd use me and help me uh, to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, for you note-takers out there, I'm going to show you where we're going. This is the journey of where we're going today. We're going to look at what is trust, why should we trust, why don't we trust, and how can we? How can we trust God more? 
So trust is this, it's, it's defined as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. So when we apply this to God, it's a firm belief in the reliability of his, of his character, the truth of his word, and his ability to accomplish his plans and his purposes. By definition, trust is, is wholehearted. You actually can't have half-hearted trust. You either trust or you don't. Simple as that. And to demonstrate this, I'm going to need a small to medium-sized volunteer. Uh, Jerem, if you would so kindly uh, step out here. Jerem um, is going to stand right here. He's going to close his eyes. He's going to stretch out his arms like he's Kate Winslet on the front of the Titanic. And he's going he's to fall backwards into my arms. And we're going to see if Jerem trusts me enough to catch him. Jerem, do you trust me? <laughs> Let's see, eh? Here we go. Okay, he trusts me. He trusts me, everyone. You either trust or you don't. If Jerem had put out a, a leg or not even actually fallen back at all, we would say, he doesn't trust Jamie to catch him. He doesn't trust Jamie's superior strength. And I... I found this great quote from an old pastor called John Trapp, and it says this, They trust not God at all that do it not alone. He that stands with one foot on a rock and another foot upon quicksand will sink and perish certainly as he that stands with both feet on quicksand. You either trust or you don't. I wonder whether you see yourself in this picture. Do you trust God alone? Do you stand on the rock that is Him and His character? Or do you kind of have a foot in, in each camp? Like, I want to trust God, but there's also this area of my life. Maybe you're tuning in today and uh, you don't trust God. You're just exploring faith. You're not sure if He's trustworthy. The invitation today for all of us is to take God at His word and to trust who He is. So why should we? Why should we trust Him wholeheartedly? If you, if you trust in the Lord and lean not on your understanding, He will make your paths straight. That's what this verse says. So what does it mean for Him to make your paths straight? Paths is talking about your way, your, your life, your destiny, your future. Um, and this, this straight mean, is meaning kind of like your it will be smooth, it will be direct, it's the best route, um, it's steady. And so if you trust God, I believe what this is saying is that your way will be well. Your way will be well, and that doesn't mean like prosperity or happiness necessarily, but if you trust that God's plans are the best direction for your life, then whatever comes your way, be it beautiful, challenging, or somewhere in between, it will be well with your soul. It will be well with your soul. He will make your paths straight. What else? Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust you. When you trust the Lord, the result is perfect peace. In the original Hebrew, it's it's shalom, shalom, like what is translated as perfect peace is shalom, shalom. So it's peace, peace. It's the most peaceful peace you will ever 
peace together in your existence. Do you want peace today? Put your trust in the Lord, his character, his word, his plans, his purposes are trustworthy. He will make your paths straight. He will give you peace and you will find rest. I trust this stool. You can tell because I'm putting my whole weight on it. I, I, I could kind of just hover above it and not really put my whole weight on it or I could just half, half kind of sit, half kind of stand. But if I don't fully put my weight on this stool, then I will not experience the rest that it offers me. Are you tired? Are you weary in your soul? Maybe, maybe your issue is busyness or lack of sleep, but maybe it's a trust issue. Maybe you have a lack of trust. And, and if all you take away today is this, I'll be happy. Why should we wholeheartedly trust God? It's because it leads to your best life. Doesn't this just look like a beautiful life? If you trust God, that is what is in store for you. Last week, Matt taught us about uh, obedience, and he said that God has your best interests at heart. Do you trust that that's true today? Why don't we trust Him? Why don't we trust Him? If, if the outcome of trust is, is straight paths, peace, rest, and the best life, why don't we trust Him? What's stopping you from trusting God wholeheartedly? It could be, it could be doubt. Let's explore a couple of reasons together. The first one is doubt. You might hear people talk about doubt as a good thing. And I, I agree to an extent. It can be really good to wrestle through your questions and uncertainties when it comes to faith. But any struggle or, or wrestle you have um, with the character of God or the word must come to a conclusion, whether it's finding the answer to your question or, or just trusting him in the unanswerable questions. If you stay in the wrestle, in the struggle, you won't find rest. And so if you're in a season of, of doubting the Lord today, we're human, it's okay, as long as it is for a season. So if you're listening today and you're in a phase of just kind of like deconstructing your faith, you mustn't forget to actually reconstruct it correctly. Does that make sense? If your doubt doesn't lead you to trust, you won't find what it is you're looking for, that, that rest, that peace, that shalom, shalom that we were talking about before. What else could be stopping us from trusting God wholeheartedly? It could be our experiences. You might be skeptical of God or an aspect of his character because of an experience with an authority figure in your life. It could be your parents or lack thereof. It could be uh, a, a pastor. It could be the government. It could be a teacher. Sometimes our, our experiences on earth are like these foggy lenses that we see God through and and. Uh, Sometimes and, and we don't actually see him clearly or correctly. And I wonder if that could be stopping you from trusting God today. Maybe you need to 
recognize where it is you're seeing God through these lenses of your past experiences. And I want to invite you to take them off today. To trust who he truly is. To see him clearly as the trustworthy, dependable, faithful God who doesn't leave you or forsake you, who doesn't change. Who is good. Who is good and has your best interests at heart. could be that you're believing lies. That could be what's stopping us from trusting God. Like the, the devil and the world love to paint this picture of life following Jesus in very bland colors. But following Jesus is colorful, vibrant, beautiful. One of Jesus's mission statements, he came that we would have life and life to the full. That's eternal life with him, pleasure, forever at his right hand, but also abundant life here and now. Maybe you're believing lies today that are keeping you from fully trusting that God wants what's best for your life. And so this leads us to how can we trust God? How can we trust God? What does this passage teach us about how to trust God? And it uses this word, all, with all your heart and in all your ways. And this, this Hebrew word that is translated as all is the Hebrew word kol. And, and what it actually means is all. All is a great translation. And so all, what does that mean? That means your work. That means your relationships. That means your rest. That means your inner thoughts, your, your, your body, your speech on your best day, on your worst day, on the in-between days, your absolute everything, God is asking you to trust Him with it all. And in all your ways to submit to Him or, or, or to know Him. The, the, this word submit gives us a little bit of an allergic reaction because our English language has kind of changed the meaning of um, submission. And so this, this Hebrew word is worth looking at. The word translated as submit or, or acknowledge him is this word know. And it's this word, this beautiful Hebrew word yada. And it means deep, intimate, experiential knowing. I have a, a friend uh, on staff at the street. Some of you may know her. Her name is Emma. She's one of the kids pastors here. And last week she went to see Taylor Swift live in concert. And Emma knows every single song, every single lyric. Today she told me that Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13. Who knew? She knows so much stuff about Taylor. But if I were to ask Emma, how did, Tim, how did, how did Taylor find the concert last week? What does she think of you, Emma? Do you know what Emma would say? She'd say, I don't know. And why is that? It's because Emma knows a lot about Taylor Swift, but she doesn't actually know her. And so this submit to him, this, this know him is about experiential knowing the Lord. And so when the passage says, in all your ways, know him, it's saying in every little aspect of your life, let the Lord in. Get to know him and let him get to know you. And that means letting go of control and trusting in Him, trusting in His plans, trusting in His Word, trusting that His character is good. All of those things are good. 
and that Romans 8, 28, he is working all things together for the good of those who love him. In all your ways, submit to him. And how else can we trust him? The passage calls us to lean not on our own understanding, but to trust in his understanding. These verses are from the book of Proverbs, which is famously like the wisdom book, right? And so it's ta- it talks about how to be wise. What is wisdom? How can you gain wisdom? And in one of the most well-known verses in the wisdom book, it calls us and encourages us to not lean on our own understanding. So it's not saying don't seek wisdom, don't seek to be wise, don't have ambition, don't have goals. It's saying don't lean on them. Don't put your trust in your understanding, in your wisdom. Trust His wisdom. Like a few hundred years ago, we thought the sun revolved around the earth. We saw it rise in the east and set in the west, and we hypothesized, oh, it must circle the earth. But then when the telescope was invented, we, our understanding had to catch up with the evidence that we were provided with. And the fact that this is actually up for debate for some people tells me even more, like, lean not on your own understanding because the human experience is, is a fickle thing. Sometimes our perspectives and our experiences actually aren't always correct or true. And you don't know what you don't know, but you can trust that God does know. And so lean not on your own understanding, but trust in his understanding. How else can we trust God? Through obedience. Like we talked about this last week, so I won't go into it too much, but prove your trust with your actions. Like Jerem did. He fell backwards into my arms and I caught him. He put his money where his mouth is, so to speak. Like when my, when my wife asked me to do something, like pick up a watermelon from the supermarket, please, Jamie, for example, there's no reason for me to like question that. Why? Why should I do that? Or, or uh, you know, are you going to share it with me? Or, or like to doubt her? Like I know her and I know that she's got my best interests at heart. Like she's also got her best interests at heart. She loves watermelon too. But it's an analogy, right? If, if, you, if you trust the Lord's character, his ability to accomplish his plans, his word, then prove it with your actions. Jesus says in, in Luke 6, 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I say? I can answer that question for you, Jesus. It's because we don't trust you. If you're struggling with, with sin or an obedience issue in your life, maybe there's an area that you don't trust God. And like, this is an example, but maybe you don't trust God's word when it says that sex is best designed for the marriage covenant. You, you, you might not trust his word when it says honoring your parents, not stealing, not, not murdering is, is for the greater good and for my good. Maybe. So put your money where your mouth is. If you trust God, do what he says. And so today is an invitation to trust the Lord. Have you been in a season of of doubt or deconstructing your faith for too long that it's it's not just a season anymore? It's time to put your trust in God. It's the only way to get that peace, peace, that perfect 
peace, that rest. So will you trust Him? Have you been leaning on your own understanding, your your own abilities, your own bank account? Ultimately, if if you haven't already, you will be let down. But God is trustworthy. Will you trust Him today? Maybe you're watching this and you've never put your trust in God. You wouldn't call yourself a Christian. You, you, don't, you don't know him experientially like we were talking about. I want to invite you to get to know him. Get to know him. He is trustworthy. He has proven himself trustworthy time and time again. Will you trust him? Will you get to know him? What's your response today? How can you make steps to greater surrender and trust in the Lord so that whatever season of your life, It will be well with your soul. Do you need to take a step of obedience today? Do you need to start doing something, stop doing something? Do you need to let him into an area of your life that's been closed off to him up until now? What's your response today? Take a moment. Take a moment to just consider what it is the Lord is asking of you today. And let me just read this passage one more time before we close. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. This is the word of the Lord. Will you trust it? Will you trust him?